Hello and welcome back to Plus One to Gaming. Chris here with a few quick updates and housekeeping before we jump back into the adventure. This episode is actually the last part of our play session from the last episode, episode 11. Uh, I was a little crunched for time and going out of town, so we decided to split the podcast there. So we at least have something to put out each week. So we should be wrapping up this first adventure the joy of extra dimensional spaces in the next session. After that, we'll probably do some kind of intermission slash zero session to introduce the next game, the characters and the setting. But for now, let's pick right back up where we left off in the library about to face a swarming book monster. Enjoy. Cammy and Levo were exiting yeah. the room. Teruvian was not far behind, but just far behind enough where another pile of books hit him. You guys yeah. saw this monster forming behind him. You saw Teruvian shoot a vine arrow to uh, slow it down. And then you see him continuing to shoot at it. So now we'll go into standard initiative. So everyone give me your... Um... Levo got a set, uh, six, a seven minus one. 11. Still super pissed. Uh, Teruvian rolled 22. All right, Teruvian, you're up. What do you do? Cast Fairy Fire against the book monster. Okay, it uh, fails its save. What color is it cloak colored? What color is it colored? What, uh, what color is it outlined in? <laughs> it is outlined in close to the edge, like a deep foresty green that kind of pulsates okay something it, reminiscent of oh no 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 hold on i take it back it's it's a purple it's like a kv deep sea underground purpley color okay so it is uh cloaked in a faint or a glowing outline of magical purple glow and I believe you all have advantage on your attacks against it hooray all right is that it teruvian issue another arrow Nope. <laughs> <laughs> May as well try. Yeah, no, you, uh, cast it, you casted a spell, so. No, I'm looking at my thing. No, I'm out of actions and stuff, so I'm good. Cool, and make sure to mark your spell slot that you used for your ensnaring yeah. strike and for your fairy fire. Yeah, and fairy. yeah I am out of now. Well, Those remember, your two. your fairy fire spell is, your, is part of your race, and because it's a racial trait, that doesn't use your spell slot for your mm -hmm. ranger spells. Just make sure you make that distinction. Okay. Anyways. Oh, gotcha. I could, yeah, because I can do my race ones once a day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So just cool. like don't don't uh, cut yourself short of resources. But Cami, you're up. Purple Cammy book monster. Turns... Yeah. Well, she's not worried about him right now. Uh, she's gonna turn towards Teruvian and cast cure wounds, and kind of. First, she's going to impose herself between it and Teruvian, and then cast uh, Cure Wounds on Teruvian. Eight, five plus seven points of healing light emanate from her hand and flow into you, and you start to feel a little better, and some of your open wounds close up. Levo, you're up. All right, Levo walks closer to the book tornado. And, and positions himself like pretty close to Peruvian herself, sorry. And hits the books with her maul. OK, 
Okay, so you approach Booknado, roll that dice. 12 plus 4, 16. That hits. Oh, I rolled too many dice. Hang on. Nine damage. <laughs> nice. Um, you don't even, you really don't even need to try. You just start swinging your maul around, knocking books out of the air. And I imagine this is probably pretty fun for Levo. She's having a blast. Yeah, I mean, She's I feel ball. like <laughs> almost like being in a batting cage of just targets. And you knock the, yeah, Levo knocks the stuffing out of some of these books. Pages are flying everywhere. Is that all for Levo? Yes. All right. Well, the uh, purple book NATO retaliates. Booknado strikes back. So the eventually the vines that were ensnaring it, um, the books are just flying around and just hitting it using the corners. And eventually the Booknado kind of breaks free from the impe- the impediment from the magical vines. So it, it escaped from the. Um, that's it. Yeah, it escaped from the magical confinement, the magical constraint from the vines. Uh, and is swirling angrily. Teruvian, it's back up to you. Followed by Cammy. Okay, so feeling um, quite a bit better from the healing. He's now kind of standing upright, stronger, braver, faster, better. He's going to take another shot um, with the longbow. Okay, roll attack. 22. Wow, that definitely hits. Six damage. Cool. So I think, uh, yeah, you sling off your, you pull off your longbow from your back and make it sing a quick volley of arrows uh, and you snag several books out of the sky. Um, I think like multiple pierce, like pierce through like a, like a shish kebab. All right. And you notice that the, uh, the swarm is definitely decreased in, in volume. Cammy, you're up followed by Levo. Cammy's going to step up and looked like the, the mace that Levo did did some damage so she's actually going to pull out her her mace not as big um, but take advantage of the fairy fire and and take a big old swing at it with her mace swing at it yeah make sure you guys are getting your advantage on your attack rolls please well plus three fifteen hits nice mighty old d6 out Three plus one. Four Uh-oh. damage. Watch out. All right. So I've, mighty got, mace. I've got a question about Cammy's mace. Yeah. Does, does she use like thaumaturgy or anything to make it like squeak when she hits things with it? Like uh she should. Because I kind of imagine she doesn't use it often, but when she does and like bops someone with it, it goes like bang. Like kind of has like the, the the squeaky toy sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would I wish that. I guess for for flavor, that's what I was thinking that it would be like when she bopped, it would like release like a little burst of of color. Okay, but I mean like whatever you want. I based just... on yeah, based on rules, I w- I wanted that, but there's no way to like because thaumaturgy is an action, and you'd have to cast an action every time she swings. But I think you know it's a little for flavor, it's fun. So that's what I would like it to do to like. It's like a, and it's not a lot of, it's like a, it lights up, the mace lights up kind of like it's the old, old shoes and when kids run around and they're like, you know, every time they take a step, it lights up. Yeah. And I think so it's uh, like a uh, sequential it's, rainbow lights on impact. Yes. I think it's commensurate with how much damage you do too, like how bright the light is. Yeah. So what was it? Good. Four damage or six? I like it. Yep. Uh, it's four damage. Four total mighty damage bludgeoning. 
All right, so you join in the fun and start knocking the stuffing out of a few books as well. Uh, as you hit each one, a, a, a tiny burst of light, uh, colored light, streams through the room. And it is Levo's turn once again. At this point, it's like a gnat's, like a few gnats of books swarming around. Okay. Uh, well, I want to hit those gnats of books. So that one was 13. Let's see if I get a gnat. Nope, the next one was way lower. So 13. 13 hits. Oh shit, double six. 14 damage. That, way to overachieve. I know. Uh, <laughs> I think like you're not even paying attention. Just anytime one comes near you now, you just like swat it and it just falls to the ground and like flaps a couple times before the magic propelling it just peters out. And there are no more flying books attacking you. Was there a book kind of in the center of the creature or was it just all books equally swirling around? Uh, it just seemed to be all books swirling around equally. There didn't seem to be a master book. What do you do? Do you still want to go take that rest? Yes, I think I can use a rest. I wouldn't be opposed, although I do feel better. We'll go to the study and while they're resting, she doesn't have to rest, so she's actually going to do a very, very thorough search of the study and, you know, looking for anything that, that you could use as a tool to unlock this book if it is unlockable. It just seems strange that the, you know, that all the pages are empty. It just, it does not, wisdom alone says that, that that's not right. Yep. So you guys are going to take a rest. That's totally fine. Um, go ahead and take care of your rest, um, short rest, whatever hit dice you want to spend. Cammy, you, instead of taking a rest, you poke about, poke about this study and you, you're able to piece together, spending this time, a few key important things. First thing you notice is almost all of the books in this study that you're in were written by Fistandia. Most of them are her memoirs. You, just by kind of perusing some of them, you understand that she is a very powerful mage and she's also a priestess of Mistra. She visited Candlekeep a lot um, to further her studies. And in exchange for her pious service and, the, and her achievements in expanding the magical arts, Mistra actually granted Fistandia a permanent extra-dimensional mansion for her to live in while she's studying in Candlekeep. And the key thing that you learn is that in fear of a guest becoming trapped in her mansion, she actually hid the command word to open the portal to candle to her house on Candlekeep on the spines of seven books in the mansion. So I relay all this information. So we have the one with R. Um, looking back now, none we didn't see any other books with... I'm like, we were looking for books, you know, but we didn't see anything with just like single letters on the spine. Well, so we're not done yet. Um, as you continue to search the room, you also find a book exactly like the one that you found in Professor Matrice's quarters, exactly like the one you found in the library. And this book also has on the spine the letter I written. So we have two books, R and I, because the, the Matrice book is still, that wasn't one of those, and we didn't bring it with us. It's still on the other side. Correct. You do notice that this this book is also blank. The pages inside are blank. Yeah. So these these books aren't real books. They're just the the password. 
so yeah, so she definitely gives this information. So uh, as soon as they are done with their 10 minutes, they want, I think she, now that they know what they're looking for, I, she'd like to go back and relook through the rooms that they, they went through, even though there were no books that she saw. Not the uh, not outside. She doesn't want to go outside because that is just opening up another hand, can of worms. But go through the kitchen and then the uh, dining room and then, you know, and then go to the library in that order and just do a very thorough search for books that have uh, letters on the uh, spine now that she knows what she's looking for. Okay. So before we get into that, we've been playing for about two and a half hours now. It's 12.30 my time. I think 2.30 for you guys and 11.30 for Eric. Yep. Do you want to mm -hmm. stop here and then we can just continue with this session the next time we play? We could probably... I mean, again, just like with random, not random encounters, but like the encounters that happen and all this other stuff. I don't know how much longer it'll take for us to finish this, um, but you figured out what you need to do now. I was kind of hoping you would figure it out earlier, but that's okay. So I just want to get a gauge of what you guys want to do at this point. We could stop here or we could continue, but this would be a good breaking point. I think. I think. I think the same with last time. Like this is if this is a good breaking point, we should stop yeah. because we're probably not going to pay play for much longer, and we'll then have to stop at a less good breaking point. You know? Agreed. Yeah, and we don't want to rush through things like you know. And yeah, you wanna, yeah. Like, I want time to. Hopefully, roll you play. didn't have to. I want time to like you play know. and not just like we look through this room. Do we see a a P? I look through that room. R S T L N E. Give me the letters. Van yeah. Vanna. Yeah. That's that's exactly where my mind's at. So I okay, we'll we'll stop here and then Eric, that just buys you more time to prep for the next game. Yeah, maybe I'll read the book instead of just sit it with it open. Yeah, yeah, it'd work. <laughs> um Yeah, I was hoping you guys would just explore that study first. Which you got distracted by the cat. <laughs> I was like, no. You should know better. You should know better than to put a cat. I didn't do it. I didn't that do cat. that. That's the that, book. The book says no, there's a fucking them. cat. And that's on cat. them. Yeah, that's 100% on them. Yeah, they the act like we're that. not going to... Because I think they know that cat. players are going to be distracted by a cat yep. and make a mountain out of a molehill. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, too, because it's like you guys fell into these other experiences, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't make that cat up. I hope you guys. I hope you guys have been having fun with the adventure. It's definitely like different, and I know there's like a lot of weird, confusing things that are going on. Just know, like, I'm not. <laughs> all of this stuff is just book stuff. I'm not doing any of it to you. I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's it was fun. What what? Yeah. I mean, if we're just exploring a normal house looking for a book, that's not exciting. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is is like um, I know some of it just kind of seems completely I don't know I'm excited for when I'm on the other side of this to see what happens because yeah just like reading through this I'm like what all right well all right this is gonna <laughs> you gotta, I'm trying not to spoil anything yeah but I I mean it it's definitely fun seeing you guys like explore this and trying to like you get bopped on the head and kind of learning lessons and then figuring out how to move forward. Mm -hmm. It's a different type of problem solving, I guess. 
Yeah, it's funny because I had the choice of like favorite enemies and all that kind of stuff. And I read through it and I was like, well, there's not going to be any like monstrosities probably. Like that seems unlikely. And then the first thing that fights me is a, well, that bites me is a mimic. And I look it up and it's like monstrosity. Damn. <laughs> Did not see that coming. I'm like all expecting to be able to talk to animals and that'd be useful. Well, there's still plenty more. Also, to... I had a chance to have the spell to talk to animals. And I was like, I feel like if we're going to be inside, I might skip that one. And there was a cat. And again, I was like, oh, man, I wish I could talk to this cat right now. Yeah, that's <laughs> actually like talk to animals, talk to plants. Um, it's also fun just to put your DM on the spot. <laughs> Especially yeah, what does this random cat know and make a voice. Yeah. Up? Yeah. Does this cat sound like he's from Brooklyn? Like, what does this cat sound like? Like how for a you... split second, I was like, this isn't wizard claws, is it? No, <laughs> yeah. I... that'd be hilarious. That would have been, that would have been funny, but no, keep, uh, we'll save that for it for a different game. Um, yeah, but like what's, what is a, how do you embody the personality of a fern DM problems? Hmm. Yeah, I feel oh, like yeah. a fern would be pretty chill for some reason. They're old. I mean, they're ancient style of plants. So I could see it would be like old and wizened. I just always, when every time I, I hear know. fern, I think question. of Between Two Ferns with Zach Galifianakis. You could just do it as Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> just he's very... <laughs> that would be good. All right, guys. Well, I don't want to hold you up any longer. Um, but hopefully that wasn't that wasn't too long for a session i was trying oh, to find was, a good like break point for yeah, us yeah that was good i totally forgot that we didn't look we followed the cat out and we didn't look i that's why i skipped the room because i thought we'd we'd look through that room because like yeah. when we went to the rooms we literally skipped back over it yeah you guys didn't but, actually do like a, a search of it so unfortunately yep, i forgot it's okay that's, i mean again it, it it i think doing it this way yeah. kind of allowed you to understand a little bit more about the mansion and now you have some more context which is interesting so like how you pieced together yeah. some information was you know in a in a different order than the book might have because you're also i guess it's it's interesting playing other people's written adventures because they try and lay things out in a logical way sometimes but mm -hmm. when the party turns left and doesn't do like doesn't follow like up that that path like you know it's, yeah. it's, it's an interesting journey that way yeah like now you go the rest of the, the path without having this very vital piece of information. So now you got to figure out like, where else can I have them learn this? You know? Yeah. Or if, yeah, if they find the, it at a different point. Like, in well, time. I guess like, exactly. You got to like make it sound where like, Oh, this is vital. Like, it's not something you can just, Oh, you missed this. You know, this is some interesting lore. It's like, no, this is vital. You need this for the overall story. And so, you know, you'll have, you'll find it some other way, you know, it's just like, it'll keep popping up. Yeah, yeah, you can just Until bring those things dumb, dumb, it out. <laughs> to hook it back in. Cool. Well, I had a ton of fun and appreciate you yep. guys getting into character and having those um, just fun interactions. Um, remember, if you've got that inspiration marked on your sheet, like just remember that you have that. I'd love to give it to you guys when you do role play, but I can't give it back to you until you use it. So the more often you use it, the more you'll net them. So actually, can you guys remind me who has inspiration? Levo does. I know Levo does. Pretty sure Teruvin does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kami I've got that. one. And Kami used yours, right? She used hers? 
No, I and I haven't had one. Oh. I'm going to check on that because I'm going to listen back to the other episode because I thought Kimmy got one. Do not remember. I feel like I would have put it down, but I, I don't have one on my sheet. That you better get that... fact checked, son. I was going to say, we have the internet now. All of our games are. Archived. Yeah, you'll find it. I could have just not been. I could have not been paying attention when you said it, or you could have handed it when you handed it to somebody else, and I didn't realize. But uh, I don't. I do not remember getting it. All right. Well, you'll have plenty of opportunities in the next session. <laughs> yep. That's it for today's session. Thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please give it a like five stars or some kind of review it would really help to support the show don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode as we tackle each adventure in candlekeep mysteries speaking of which we'd love to hear what you're doing in your candlekeep games how are you hooking the party in how are you tweaking the scene or the setting Uh, and how are you just generally enjoying this new book of adventures Uh, let us know in the comments section or shoot us a note at plus one to gaming at gmail.com Thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you next time.